Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Matt, and I'm here with Pastor Jamal. Yo. Pastor Todd. Good morning. And it's exciting that we're actually recording back in person. Yo. Yeah, I don't have to have on my goofy, uh, <laughs> my goofy headset from my video games. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just glad to be here. Shout out to, shout out to the buildings. We back, baby. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it feels good. And I actually got this board to use for like recording for the podcast, and uh, that was the week everything shut down. So I haven't used it for this purpose yet. Mm. I'm so excited. I, I, I have seen it set up sitting here, using it for everything but podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> toast, <laughs> toast to the uh, toast to the soundboard. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was cool, and it, it felt uh, for those of us who were able to be in the building um, yesterday for Sunday. I think it was exciting, right, that we were back and stuff. So. Um, yeah, we're, we're, I think we're not like, um, ahead of everybody. Like there are churches that have met, especially outside of our state, mm-hmm. but we are, I think a little early. A lot of churches are, I think, looking at July to meet in person. And even some of my friends out of state who their state has, their states have kind of opened up more than New Jersey. They're actually still not having church in person yet. So, uh, we're a little ahead in that way, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I think that there is a couple group, a couple youth groups who have, already uh been meeting for like three weeks and uh doing different things uh they have different protocol in place to try and keep the kids from you know uh, to keep the kids at you know the uh to uh, adhere to these social distancing guidelines there's uh one group that's using a uh one of those chickens you know that make noise or whatever I, like if you've seen the worst uh, yeah, if you've seen the, the worst chicken, chicken if you've seen worship chicken then you know like but um there's a couple groups that are using that as like sirens to keep people from like here we go closing they get closing into so i don't know if i want to go that far though because that means i have to hear that thing all the time and i just i'm like i don't know if i want to go that far well if you need it i think you can hit up pastor bonnie i think uh she's not here today but i'm pretty sure she has the worst chicken has joined their family Mm, so mm. i'm i'm now if that's the case I'm I'm looking forward to hearing some some bomb contact come from that household soon. So <laughs> they better get on it. Let's go, Palisanos. I know I've already bought a ton of hula hoops, and I have more to buy uh, for when we can start meeting in with ch- kids' church. So I can tape them down the floor and say, "This is your spot. You know, hang out in your spot. Don't 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 break the hula hoop wall." <laughs> so you know i'm 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 eager for us to start meeting again with kids church we we kind of need it desperately so just waiting for the moment to come yeah it's tough it's tough right now but i mean the hula hoop idea i think of like the desks you know like we had like the little cubby like yeah. you know like in elementary school we had like the desk or stuff hula hoop you could have some pillows and some snacks <laughs> and make your little area why are you leaving what are you talking about so just stay there hang out i think we can use your hula hoops for some of the adults too you know this is your space you know <laughs> right. kind of keep to it <laughs> that's what we need some people walking in with hula hoops can't get through the door <laughs> oh, oh boy well, cool. Uh, yesterday was Father's Day, so I don't know. Um, Do you guys have a good Father's Day? Each man, both of you guys are fathers. Kids, do anything nice for you? Take it easy. Go somewhere. We had, we had game day yesterday, nice. and we played Monopoly, and I won. Now the question that runs through my mind is: Did I win because it was Father's Day and they let me win? <laughs> because typically my kids and my wife are ruthless when it comes to Monopoly. Oh. We had, we had, you'll appreciate this. We had um, a collector's edition Monopoly that was Star Wars. Oh. Uh, and, and it was when they first came out with the Star Wars version, and it had in it gold coins. So, you know, you have like the $500 bills, but they had gold coins that were 1000 Oh. And um, it, was, it was a cool set. You had TIE Fighters. It was a very cool set. Very That's cool awesome. set. And um, my wife, when we would play, would be like, she'd take the coins and rub them together and be like, I got the special money. Just so I would know that she was beating me, she'd be like, "Look, I have all the special money." Oh yeah, so yeah. ruthless. Yeah, so it's definitely right. Yeah, so me winning yesterday, uh, I'm suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "This is still under review." Um, take the win. Take the win. I mean, right? <laughs> if you can get, if you can get the win, take the win. Yeah, no, I um, for us, we, my wife went and she got us food from her favorite restaurant. It is her favorite restaurant. 
But they do have something on the menu that I absolutely love, and she ended up bringing it home. So it was like a win for us both. So that was dope. Um, the kids got a, got me cards. Um, Naomi's card, though, I will say, was very, I wonder, I'm thinking she had help picking it out, but it was a very strategic card. So it's like it reads all this nice stuff like, Dad, you're the best, and you do this, and you do this. And then it's like, and for today, you get to spin this and pick an activity for us to do, which is like, Hmm. Like okay, Happy Father's Day. Now <laughs> do something. Right, 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 like, <laughs> so, but it was cool. Yeah. It was like we get to go on an adventure. We get to sit down and relax, or we get to like you know play a game together. And so we spun it. We ended up going on an adventure. So we ended up going to uh, the pool. Got a, got a chance to get some swim time in. That was the first time we've been able to go swimming. So nice. It was nice yesterday. Too. It was a ni- yeah. It was a nice yeah. day. So we jumped in the pool for a little bit. Came home, uh, had some pizza, and then I zonked out. I think at like five something. <laughs> I went to sleep, man. I was done. I was tired. But it was a great Father's Day nonetheless. Now, you kind of glossed over something at the beginning there. You said uh, Phil's his favorite restaurant, but you didn't say what restaurant it was. I actually was curious. Oh, yeah. So um, th- uh, the name of the restaurant is called Via Roma. So shout out to um, the Maneri family. Uh, Miss Lisa's mom is gluten-free, I believe. It's either her mom or her mother-in-law uh, is gluten-free. And so they go to that restaurant. They were going there, and I guess um, for their for her mom or her mother-in-law. I really forget, so I apologize. But And so she brought it to Phyllis's attention, and really, really sweet. They gave a, gave her a gift card um, to Via Roma for, like, a Christmas gift. And so we went. We ended up using it for uh, a Mother's Day. So we were like, hey, let's go. Like, this was some years ago. And... Um, we got there, we had food there, and it was phenomenal. So my wife was like, this is, I've never experienced this before. This is amazing. I always want to come here Dude. for special events. So we try to make it try to make it a thing for Mother's Day for her, uh, for her birthday, you know, when we can. So, uh, so she ended up getting food from there yesterday, so it was good. Nice. In Jackson? It is in located in Tom's River, but it is right across 70. You have to go through Lakewood. So it's almost like in that pocket of like Jackson, Lakewood, Tom's yeah, River. Meets. Yeah, yeah, where it kind of collides. Okay. So okay. All right. to give it a try. It's a good spot. Yeah. Which, um, just speaking of pastor's wives among us, uh, uh, I know um, Stephanie's group that she led did an awesome service project um, this a week ago. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, or we delivered it last week. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. With yeah. um, it was for health. Sorry, not health. Well, yes, healthcare workers, but for um, nursing home workers, right? Yeah. So the two nursing homes that the church normally visits, you know, we haven't been able to do that. That was actually one of the first things that closed down, uh, was the nursing homes. Um, so Bartley, and the orchards at Bartley, they're right next to each other. One's a nursing home, um, <coughs> care facility, and the other one is an assisted living. So we normally go there every month and do church services. Um, and actually we saw a couple of weeks ago, actually maybe a month now, um, that out of the 36 deaths in Jackson from COVID, uh, 35 of them were at the nursing homes wow. and 26 of them were at Bartley. Mm. Oh, so, um, so, <clears throat> you know, which kind of means when, when we go back, I don't know what seniors, we'll see, you know, and what mm-hmm. ones won't be there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who was affected from our church services. And it's not like they can really tell us what HIPAA and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have to wait until we go back. But, um, <clears throat> so we decided that, um, I, I shouldn't say we, Steph decided that she wanted to do something with her small groups. So she has, a, she had a, thir- a Tuesday night and a Thursday night one, uh, and they coordinated to gather supplies to give to the two nursing homes. Uh, and actually they had, they had some nice stuff. They had, we had a couple of cases of Gatorade, uh, two cases of water, uh, Laura bars, which mm. right now are like a thing, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And uh, there was also, you know, a lot of other stuff that they had just gathered chips and whatever. So we were able to give um, three baskets worth of of just snacks for the staff to have in between shifts and when they were taking breaks. And then on top of that, you know, the big the big packs of like the snack bags of like chips 
and then all the all the Gatorade and water. So um, they were very very thrilled with that. In fact, uh, it was it wasn't even a half hour later than they had emailed me saying thank you so much. You know we're loving it. And the one place that they were going to put on Facebook, not that we wanted that, but you know what I mean. It's, yeah, do yeah, it for that. So but um, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, because they're definitely working hard and it's tough over there. And it's cool that. Again, shout out to Stephanie and her whole group yeah. that put that together. And that's something that I was talking with somebody yesterday about what small groups are looking like. Obviously, things got thrown for a loop with all this. And so we're looking right now um, at maybe like a September kind of launch again where it's a little more clear. These mm-hmm. are the groups available. Hey, we really want you to get plugged in, and we'll see how that evolves. Um, but, yeah, having our groups um, reach out in that sort of way. And so they just did that on their own, which is awesome, yeah. which is which is really cool. So. Yeah, and I think it actually opened up a couple of good opportunities because uh, right before everything locked down, they had a new activities director, which is the one we come under the activities department when we come Mm -hmm. in. And so for Bartley, they had a new activities director, and I hadn't had a chance to meet him uh, in the week where I was supposed to actually have some a little bit of FaceTime with him. Um, that's when they're like, oh, by the way, you can't come anymore, <laughs> you know. Mm. So I, I had an opportunity to actually meet him when we were delivering stuff. He's the one who came out and got stuff. And then at at um, the other place, <clears throat> um, one of the one of the parents from Liberty that we know of through working with the band and stuff uh, that I didn't know worked there came out and Steph was helping me load up the carts that they were going to use to take it in. And she came out with the cart and she's like, wait a minute, I think I know you guys. And so Steph was like, Oh, from band. So she's like, Oh yeah. So there was a connection there that she's like, wait a minute, what church are you from? And, and it was just a nice connection. Kind of like kind of a side note. This is kind of the benefit of the fact that we've lived in Jackson now for 18 years or something like that. Mm. 17 years. Is that now, like there's a web of people that we know that are popping up in different areas that are seeing me do stuff as a pastor. And they're like, wait a minute, what church are you a part of? Where'd you go? Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's kind of a nice little, little connection, you know, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, <coughs> you know, thinking about father's day, uh, pastor Jeff's message, he called it a conversation with my father and, uh, he read from the Lord's prayer, which is, you know, a prayer that Jesus modeled for us. And it was his relationship with his father and actually, so I wanted to ask you, Pastor Todd, you and I were talking kind of before this, talk about, I don't know what you guys are comfortable sharing or whatever, like, um, what you know, some things, maybe maybe some things that you've learned from your own father, some lessons you're thankful for, spiritual or non-spiritual, or maybe some memories, some favorite experiences, or even I think I could probably list a long list of things that uh, I do because I think my dad, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I do this because my dad did it, like sort of thing so i don't know what do you guys some of those things i think some of my earliest memories of my dad especially involving spirituality was he was part of a singing group growing up that traveled from church to church and would sing and they called themselves new creation and uh i had gone with them and they went to a lot of different churches i remember us being in a church of the nazarene and just uh you know a bunch of different churches nursing homes you know they would sing some nursing homes and um, they had a band for a while there, uh, and then um, and then they used tracks as as the band kind of you know matured and went different ways. But um, just those memories of how important church was in ministering, mm-hmm. you know, was, um, and it was actually through m- through my mom and my dad, you know, uh, doing kids ministry in our church growing up. They did a lot of that children's church, a lot of the Sunday school stuff. Uh, VBS oh. uh, and that's kind of like as a teenager started doing puppets to do VBS and stuff so I mean that's that's one way my dad has had a huge influence on me yeah, um, yeah. some of his clumsiness I've inherited too so <laughs> you know <laughs> my bald spot you know thanks dad <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah cool you know, so. yeah no um uh, my dad my dad is was in the navy so i think when when i think about some of the uh i guess things that have been influential to me about my dad is ironically the things that i don't like like in terms of and and when i say that i say he was structured like very like 
like regimented like here's how we do things this is how you fold your clothes properly this is how you fold your bed this is how you and i hated it like i used to grow up and be like man i can't wait to go out and do my own thing and like yeah. be free of the structure and the regiment but like now as an adult i'm like ah, i guess i need this stuff like it's <laughs> like i'm almost like ah, i guess if i have to i was so anti i think um i was so anti just that whole ideal i the ideas of structure and and whatnot that I just kind of tried to fashion myself opposite. And here I am now as an adult with my own kids. And I'm like, oh, I guess I should probably do some of this stuff. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's a thought that comes to my mind. But w what I do also, I guess, say that in, in the midst of all that, I say that I treasure um, is I always treasured my dad's ability to have conversation with me about things. And so he was really good about saying well here's the why behind things and so i value that like i value the why behind things like getting the the vision or the dream behind something i don't know it just like does something for me so he was always good about doing that and i think i'm trying to now do that with 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 corbin like being like all right hey this is why we do this and this is why we do that um so i, I really really appreciated that i remember growing up he was very big about us going to church as a family, so we went to uh, we went to this church in inner city St. Louis, Lively Stone uh, Christian Fellowship, and they also had a daycare. But I just remember going there like all the time for stuff, and it I remember it leaving a leaving an impression on me about faith and about like Jesus, and so um, I would say that those things probably have stuck with me throughout throughout now. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and same thing. My for those who don't know, my dad's a pastor, so I grew up in church, um, you know, around church and stuff. But I, I always say that I had a great experience in church, and I think a large part of the biggest part of that was my dad and my parents. You know, sometimes a lot of times people talk about uh, church, and you know, uh, I mean, I could give you, I guess, some negative stories, but <clears throat> you know, I feel like my parents really loved me, and um, you know, as I got older, realized like what they protected me from too, some of that stuff. So really thankful for that and just uh, a really great foundation that they gave me and even actually just only because we've done this on the podcast before is why I would share this is uh, like when we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit night and stuff you know when I was in high school same thing I grew up around that and so a little intimidating to me and we we believe it's for everybody this and that and so one time I was like talking to my dad about it and he's like oh like you're uh that hasn't happened for you I was like um no like i'm like no he's like oh just ask god you know he'll give it to you and i'm like no <laughs> I was like, why are you making this so easy Stop. Like, <laughs> but so you know and then uh it happened for me actually in college and then i told my dad i was like yeah it was like you know by the way i don't know if you remember we had this conversation he's like oh Oh, great, man. Like, <laughs> that's it. I was like, okay. Like, you know, so. This but, is a momentous point <laughs> in my life, did he, Dad. <laughs> did, he, did he ruffle the top of your head when he was like, oh, good job, Matt? Like, and you're nice. like, all right, Dad. Like, he was kind of like, whatever. I was like trying to talk to him about it. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but no, but, you know, just being, I guess, a little silly. But he's always been a resource for me and, and any, like, spiritual world. I, so I guess what I'm saying is he never put any sort of pressure on me spiritually, mm. but always was a resource. And I always, and <clears throat> even now, you know, I still call him all the time for stuff. And he's always, I think my dad's incredibly wise and very, very level-headed, mm. which is great. And, um, and as you say, yeah, a lot of the stu stuff that I love to do, like I love going to the city is uh, my dad has always loved going to the city and more and more I'm like, Oh man, I really love this. And like, Oh, I, my dad does that, or like, mm. oh, my dad's into this, and I'm like, I th so that kind of makes I'm into it too. So yeah. that's like one thing, like I feel like I've really inherited as well. So you know, it's cool. Nice. Yeah, my dad was does great with working with his hands, man. He can he he's remodeled houses, you know, inside out, tear out rooms, resize them, and all that stuff. When it comes to woodworking, uh, him and Anthony would have a uh, Anthony Trotty would have a great play day <laughs> together because yeah. i mean he's made furniture and stuff and sold he does a really great job for that i've inherited none of that uh <laughs> cars you know tinkering and fixing right. cars right. and you know he's very gifted at that stuff and and meanwhile I'm, I'm trying to fix a light and i'm like um 
you know, like this looks worse than <laughs> <laughs> what it was before I started, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's one thing I would definitely wish I had gone from him because he was a little bit of a jack of all trades when it came to working with his hands. So, yeah. you know, my dad too, kind of, yeah, like a mechanic, electrician. Electrician, he, I think when he was in the Navy, that was kind of what he worked towards. And so it ended up being uh, the kind of like the lane of his career after he was done with the Navy and even now to this day. But, um, because uh, he works for the Missouri Department of Transportation, and so he's the guy who like, like if there's like a light that's like acting funky, if you were to like call his particular like station and it would be in his jurisdiction, he'd drive out there and make sure to get reset and all this other stuff. So, um, there'd be times I remember in high school being like, "Yo, Dad, the light over here is like da 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 da." He'd be like, "All right," <laughs> like and would just yeah. like dispatch. Now he's at a place where he can dispatch guys to do that, which is you know like shout out to him. He's on the verge of retirement, but um. But uh, so, yeah, electrician and then mechanics, all of the guys in my family, beast mechanics, except for me. So (laughs) (laughs) so there's that. I'm always like, "Uh, dad, how do you. But to be fair, that's again, this goes back to me being so anti. That's not because he didn't try to teach me. So I remember in high school when he was like, all right, um, I was like, dad, I got to change my brakes. He's like, great. We're going to change your brakes and we're going to change your great. um, your uh, your uh, the road the, what is the disc called? Oh gosh, I can't even rotors. think. Rotors. Yes, the rotors. So they change your rotors, change your change your pad, uh, your brake pads, all of it. So I'm like, and we're gonna bleed the brake line. I'm like, what? I'm like, this seems real extreme for like, I could just take this down to Tommy down here, <laughs> twenty bucks, and get this done real quick. He's like, nope, son, because if you can learn how to do this yourself, you save yourself thousands of dollars in your lifetime. But I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever. And I just remember being like, all right, cool. He's going to help me do this. And I'm out there and he's standing there with a cup of coffee and he's like, <laughs> all right, let's get to work. And I'm like, all right, like, are you going to like, what am I doing? He's like, well, first, son, you got to get down on your hands and knees. All right. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I thought we we're doing this together. He's like, we are doing this together. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're standing there. Like, you're dictating to me like how this should go. And he's like, I don't see a problem. And that's literally <laughs> my dad's mentality about everything. I, and I remember just having to get down there, you know, break the lug nuts, do all of this stuff. And he's like, oh, now you're going to need a C-clamp wrench. Now you look in that toolbox. You tell me which one of these <laughs> looks like a C-clamp. I'm like, I, I don't have time for this. But, like, <laughs> but he was, that's his way of trying to teach me how to do it. Like, and I think I could probably do it today, but it's like, I was like, this is not how I want to learn. Yeah. And so I think a lot of that was part of the reason why I was like, I want to do the opposite. And now now I'm sitting here like, oh, man, I should have paid more attention. You know, like and I should have paid a little bit more attention to that. I remember another story, but I remember one time I was like, Dad, can I take the car out to go hang with some friends? He was like, yeah, but that deck we got on the front porch is looking a little, uh, it's looking a little weak. We're going to have to build a new support for it. And I'm like, okay. He's like, Build a new support for the deck, and you can take the car. Like, that was kind of, like, what <laughs> okay. is – and I'm like, what in the world? And and so, again, here he is in the window of the, our living room, and he's got the the window. Um, he's got it open. The screen is there, but he could – so he's talking to the screen, and he's like, all right, make sure you measure twice, cut once. Like, like you know, like, I was like – I'm like, what is going on? But measure what? <laughs> like, what is going on? He's like, now you want to think about this. There's some geometry involved. I'm like, I hate geometry. Like, I'm like – but, again, he's – this is him trying to help me learn life skills um, that, you know, would be beneficial. I just – that's, it all that's how I feel a little bit about uh, my parents with cooking is like people my whole life told me like my parents are great cooks. Mm-hmm. And I think my dad has a little more of like the art, like the spice he kind of puts into mm-hmm. it. Right. But both my parents. And so uh, I just grew up with the food. Like, I mean, it's yeah. good. It's good. It's whatever. It's yeah. My parents cooking. So go to college. I come back. I'm like, oh, oh, now I see my parents cooking is good. But even then, I still like my mom, like she's like, oh, I learned from watching my mom, this and that. My parents would be like, well, if you want me to show you, Matt. And it's like, I think me and my siblings, we're just like, I don't care, whatever. And now, now that I'm older now, I'm like, oh, dude, I, I wish like I kind of paid more attention because their cooking is so good. But I also think it's one of those things like now that I cook on my own because I'm an adult and live on my own. Now I do appreciate it. And so now like them trying to teach me, I would I felt the same way that you were just describing of like, well, you're going to want to put this in because, you know, if it tastes like this, blah, blah, it's like I don't know what any of this means. I have no context. And but now I have context. So now I'm like, oh, that's why this tastes good. That's why when you make it, it's great. Like so random story, but funny, directly tied to what you're talking about. 
this past week when we were in St. Louis, we stayed with my dad, and my dad was like, oh, I got some fish in the freezer, I got some steaks in the freezer, like, I got stuff, cook whatever you want, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, what do you have? He's like, I got trout, and I was like, all right, like, I'm never, I don't think I ever had trout, and then he pulls it out, I was like, oh, it looks like salmon, like, that's pretty cool, like, I was like, okay, so how do I cook it? He's like, you just cook it, Jamal. I'm like, dad, like, I know, but I'm asking, like, like, is there a certain type of way? Do I need a certain type of, does there a certain type of herbs and spices that go well with trout as opposed to salmon? He's like, just season the fish, son. Like, I'm like, <laughs> dad, I'm like, dad. And so now I'm having, this I'm is, okay. so with th- th- you right so now. Here's the thing. I'm now I'm having this, like, inward conniption because I'm like, for the man that I grew up with as a teenager, so structured, so regimented, yeah. he's like, it's cooking. You just you just cook. And I'm like, you've always had a plan or a structure for this, that, and the third. And now at 35 years of age, even though I'm 35 in your house, I'm feeling like I'm 17 again. And I'm getting upset because you're not giving me the structure yeah. here. Like before, he's always giving me the plan. And now he's just like, yeah, you just whatever. He's like, yeah, just cook it. I'm going to go play with my grandkids. Like, it's so just like, I'm annoyed. I'm like, like but we, I cooked it. And then I uh, cooked it. I just put salt, pepper, and some, um, um, what did I put on there? It's some, like, garlic, pa- uh, not garlic. It was, like, a garlic herb seasoning that he had in there. So I put that in there, um, drizzled it with some oil, put it in the, in the oven, did maybe, like, 15, 20 minutes of that in the oven. And so then it came out, and he tasted it. He's like... Oh, not bad. And I'm like, <laughs> you didn't, he's like, was that hard? I was like, it could have been easier if you just, you just told, told me. me. No, so actually, quick shout out. So talk about salmon and cooking fish. Mm-hmm. Pastor Jeff told me that, that he does that sometimes. He'll go to Woolies, yes. get some salmon, cook it. Heather makes this great sauce. I was like, uh, so I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but, but same thing. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that means. So he's like, oh, you put it on a pan, a little oil, a little butter. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to. I'm just gonna do that. I'm just yeah, a little oil, a little butter. Let me just try it. And so I did, and it, it came out great. And nice. I was like, oh yeah, no, all right, that, that's all it is. Yeah. It so shout out to him because no. he he was the one. I would totally not have done that if he wasn't like, oh yeah, that's all you do. I'm like, okay, okay. When you're ready for a yeah. lemon cream salmon, come talk to me. I got you. <laughs> okay. I'm, that, that, that's a little. I'll talk to you about that later. I'm getting there. Actually. I got a little. Think, it's yeah. a little bit of a flex. I got. I I did. I literally just cooked it like three days ago. But I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you pictures okay. later. All right, all right. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. Well, I, don't, okay, I, don't, right. I don't have cooking stories. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll talk. I, mean, I like to eat. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> you can ta- you can uh, taste test all of our cooking. <laughs> I, just, I just cooked I'm, it, Pastor Todd. What do you think? <laughs> and you know what? I will. So. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, just a little bit here then. So let's talk. Like I said about the sermon, and um, you know, uh, I was called a conversation with my father from from uh, the Lord's Prayer here. And um, it was an illustration to Jesus' relationship with his father. And so actually, here's what I wanted to ask. I I came up and prayed after the service, and I thought of that verse, you know, in Romans 8, about how we can now call God our Abba Father. And, you know, that it's an intimate term and uh, how special that is. It almost means Daddy, which we could talk about in a minute. But um, I wanted to ask you guys, or maybe you can unpack a little bit for those of us listening, why is that significant that... um, you know, Jesus referred to God as his father. Maybe what does that mean for Jesus? But also even for us, maybe maybe a lot of people listening have grown up in church or they've been Christian for a long time. So yeah, Father God, you know, you, you throw that in your prayer. Father, thank you, Father God. We love you, Father God, you know. But so we could take it for granted, but maybe you can unpack a little bit why that's significant, you know. I think about kind of the fact that, first of all, I'm one of those people who say Father God all the time to the point where people make fun of me, <laughs> like <laughs> when I pray, and they're like, we're going to count how many Father Gods you say this time, so I, I'm real self-conscious about that, and I still do it, <laughs> um, but I, uh, when I think about like God as Father, like Father is such a loaded thing, you know, um, everyone has a different experiences with their fathers, and sometimes sometimes their experiences with our dads are, aren't always the best. Like sometimes you got the dad who's like real, real, he's just a disciplinarian. Um, you know, in today's culture, there's a lot of families uh, where dad is not involved or whatever. And I, and I think one of the reasons why I'm thinking about God as father is so powerful is he is what a perfect father should be. You know, mm. I think we all have in our head what we wished our dads would be like at times, you know, or, or what the perfect dad would be like. And 
Uh, I've even done with the kids. We're like, what would the perfect dad look like? Well, he would be strong and he would be, you know, and all manly mm-hmm. and, and all these things. And, and yet tender and kind and loving, supportive. And yet, you know, teach us and show us and all like all the things that we would imagine that a good father would be is who God is, you know, and I, and I don't, I don't really care who you are. There's something within inside of all of us that I think longs for a father, mm. you know? Absolutely. And then for God to be that thing that we're longing for, I think that longing comes because he is the good father and we were stamped with his image. And so we long for him. Um, and so that's why I think it's so significant when it's, when, when Jesus refers to him as, as, you know, our father who are in heaven, it, it really is like this personal thing where, where it's like connection and relationship and, and, and a loving, kind, firm father that we hunger for. Yeah. You know, so. And um, kind of just from what you said from a verse I read today, in First Corinthians 16, at the very end, verse 13, He's saying, yeah, when you think about a father, you have to be manly, or or what, what, maybe you can think that way. But um, being manly is being loving, according to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 16, sorry, chapter 16, verse 13, this is the NASB. It says, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do be done in love. Mm-hmm. And so that's Paul's thing. But, you know, when we talk about being manly... Be like, you know, act like a man. That's what he says. It, it means that everything you do is in love. So just yeah. thought of that as I read that today. That's a good verse. I had never put that together. Like I've read that before, but never connected that the part of the manliness that he's talking about is be acting in love. So that's mm-hmm. a great verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I think Jesus, too, um, for for like... I think that's part of what was kind of scandalous to the Jewish people around him is that Jesus referred to God as his father when I think at that time and probably would be true today, even with some of the people that I know that Rebecca knows in Lakewood and stuff, I think that is not how they view God. Not that God isn't loving, but that type of relationship doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, and even the idea of well, how could God be Father if 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 God is one God and He's not married, <laughs> you know, and all those things. But but I think I think um, like our idea of what a father should be comes from should come from when we look to God to see who He is. Mm-hmm. Like He is the prototype of Father. I don't know if that's the right word, prototype, but He is like I think I think sometimes we compare to what a good father is based upon that thing within us that longs to connect with God mm. and that kind of, kind of sets us up with those things. And, you know, there is something special about a relationship with the dad that, um, you, the relationship with mom is special too, but it's different. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's different. And I think, and I think partly because of how God does identify himself as father, um, there's something about, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. There's something about who God is that is fatherly. Mm-hmm that we that that appeals to us you know i think there's a certain so i was just gonna certain uh level of security in in a mother and there's a different type of and a certain level of security in a father Mm -hmm. and so right that god referring to himself as father and that's our relationship to him there's a security um yeah and it delineates a type of relationship there that you're like you're saying i don't know what you're gonna say no yeah i think i was gonna say yeah Jesus using that language, uh, you know, to the his Jewish listeners of that day, I think he is very much trying to get them to understand and see this perspective so that they can, my personal opinion, this is my own personal, I think he is doing that to try and highlight the level of intimacy within that relationship right. too, that he, that they, that's, I don't want to say required, but like, um, the level of intimacy that is conducive to the relationship between man and God, uh, seeing him in that way and seeing him in that place and referring to him as father. And, um, I think helps to bring like, again, just that intimacy brings it to that level where it's not just, Hey, we serve God and we're, you know, like these pawns on a board, but there is relationship here because of, um, because of, 
him being our father. So yeah, and and you know, depending on your view of uh, maybe your earthly father or even just your experience in church or w- with God, you may view God as as a disciplinarian, mm-hmm. and that's really what it is. He's he's looking to just. That that's all he's there for, you know, or he he really wants you to fold your clothes the right way, and so ah, okay, mm. but it it's so much greater than that, and yeah. um, I think it too what the Bible says about it. he does he does discipline those he loves, mm-hmm. right? So so the Lord's discipline is, is good for us, but it's that isn't our relationship to God. Like you guys as fathers could probably speak better. Is like, am I just? Uh, I hope the only thing I ever do is tell my kids to stop. Like just just stop, <laughs> stop, get it together. Like. <laughs> No, you probably won't desire like so much good, more. Than good that, luck. Right? Like, <laughs> good luck with you're that. You're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, 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 as a dad, the thing I want is I want to be close to my son. I want to be close to my daughter. As a dad, I, I want them to, when they're hurting, I want them to come to me. When they're when they're happy, I want to know why. Mm. You know. As a father, when when they are successful, I want to tell them good job. And when they're not successful, you know, um, like uh, give a little insight into to my kids. Like uh, remote learning went well at the beginning, <laughs> and then towards the end, it hasn't gone so well. <laughs> you know, uh, Elizabeth is a different creature. She, you know, did most of her work on her own. But Daniel, Daniel is the kind of kid who kind of needs the structure. Mm-hmm to help him stay focused, you know. And towards the end here, it was getting hard for him, and he wasn't getting some of the work done. And there came a day when, like, it came about realizing, oh, there's some a lot of a lot of work that he's missing mm-hmm. from the last two weeks. And and he kind of had a meltdown about it, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I don't blame him because that's me. Uh, <laughs> that was my <laughs> school experiences, by the way, mm-hmm. um, <coughs> without remote learning. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but he had a meltdown about it, and my father's heart wasn't, yeah, this is this is an issue. We got to get this work done. But my, it wasn't to be like, yeah, look at you, kid. You should have been doing better than this. Mm, right. My father's heart for him was like, you're you're broken, and that breaks me. You know, and, and I mm. think that is that is God's heart for us. It's not just about yeah, yeah, you should have done better. Mm. You know, and that be it, or or let me help you know what you did wrong. Yeah. But also the idea of like, well, you're this is breaking your heart. So it's breaking my heart. Cause I'm your, I'm your father, you mm. know? And, and, uh, there's some things about that. That's really encouraging for me. Um, uh, because being a parent is hard. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to look to God and, and, and be like, okay, okay, God, like I really need help. Yes. Now. Yes. <laughs> I really Jesus, need help please give me, give me the strength in this moment. God, I feel like I have failed hugely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. Um, I- I think of sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. I think of uh, a conversation we were having yesterday, Pastor Jamal, and you were talking about um, like because I think sometimes we can do this again in our relationship with God. You were like, dude, if I for Corbin, my son, I if I have three different bikes for him, blue, orange, and green, I'm like, hey, I love you, son. Maybe it's his birthday. Maybe you just got it for him. You're mm-hmm. like, hey, pick which one you want. You know, this is for you. And he's like, but dad. Which one do you want me to have? Right. And you're like, hey, like it's this. This is you, for you. Yeah. Whatever you want, man. Like I love you, and like, but what well, we could we can do that with God. It's like, but God, but which one? How, are you spelling out for me, God? And, and, and like taking away from I, I, pick the one. Come on, yeah, like, yeah, whichever one. You know, right. I thought, uh, you know, no, yeah. So yeah, that and that's funny because that ex- that that example came from like a real thing. So. Corbin, um, the Jickas uh, blessed us with a bike for Corbin. I think it was Will's old bike from when Will was, you know, Corbin's age. And so it's it's been around for a little bit. And so um, one day I was trying to race. We were racing each other. I'm racing on foot. He's racing on a bike. And, you know, um, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting up there in age. But, hey, I can, ha- I can hang a little bit. But. Uh, there came a point I was like, let's switch. So I got, I tried to get on the bike and I broke the uh, the paddle, the pedal, because um, I tried to put so much force. Like I tried to put so much force in the, you know, It'll make this and, thing move. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, I have to beat my son. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have to beat. I can't lose. I can't lose. Um, so and I ended up breaking it. And he was like, and I and he was like, it's broken. I was like, uh, yeah, bud. He's like, that's okay, Dad. I'll I'll ride it anyway. 
So like Phyllis looked at me, you know, the you know, she looked at me like you gonna get this baby a new bike. So we, we good we, job, dad. Yeah, good job, dad. So um, so we did. We we ended up um, looking at some bikes online, and the one bike popped up, and it had pegs on the front, pegs on the back. And I remember when I grew up, I was like. Yo, I want a bike with pegs. And my dad would be like, you got a bike with pegs money? And I was like, <laughs> no. He's like, all right then. Like, you know, that's just kind of what it was. So in this moment, I'm like, this is my moment for redemption. You know, like, so So we got him. And uh, we know that his favorite color is orange. So it had pegs are orange. Like, handlebars are orange. It was, like, perfect. I was like, this is it. Like, and so we get it. We bring it. And then um, Phyllis is like, she pulls it out the back. She's like, all right, I'm ready to ride bikes with you guys. And Corbin's like, oh, wow, Mom, your bike is way cool. Like, And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, it's actually your bike. He's like, really? Like, you know, like, he gets, <laughs> like, like so we get it for him. He's so hyped, so gassed. And now he's like riding all over the place. And when that happened, man, like, Phyllis just came over. She was like, good job, Dad. Like, like. Because she knew that I was, like, trying to be specific about picking the right bike. And she was like, good job, Dad. You, you hit the home run. And that remind me, reminds me of the passage of Scripture where Jesus says, you know, you earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to your children. Mm. How much more so does our heavenly Father know how to give good gifts? And I think, so when I brought up that example in our conversation the other day, Pastor Matt, it was because I think that we sometimes forget that he is the good father like mm. it, you know not only is he our heavenly father he's the good father and so even if it's if it's gifts it's amazing even if it's discipline it's amazing because mm. the discipline is for the benefit and the growth of our soul we may not always see it that way but we know uh, you know to move you know throw in another passage of scripture you know, he works all things together for the good of those who loved him and are called according to his purpose. Like he is the good father. And whatever the scenario is, he is doing his. He is working it out so that we can become and be fashioned and molded into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we can trust in that and lean into that. Um, and as fathers. I don't know about you, you, Pastor Todd, but as a father, my mindset is, how do I exemplify that in Corbin's life? And so sometimes it's like this struggle of like, okay, is this a time for discipline? Is this a time for grace? Is this a time, you know? And I, I did want to ask you guys that a little bit because I'm, I'm not a father. No, right but now. like it's real. Like it's a real struggle. There are days where I'm like, bro, like you walling out, and like, and then you have to remember, like he is, like what Pastor Jeff even said yesterday in the sermon, you know. Our kids imitate us. I, I think I've even said this to the youth, uh, to the novation parents. You know, kids have never really been great listeners, but they're fantastic imitators. And so they will imitate what they see. So sometimes I have to take a step back and be like, he's just doing stuff that I do. Like, you know, or like even and even more than that, on a deeper level, his sin nature is a DNA replication of, <laughs> of my sin nature. Oh, so what a like, way to put it, man. So like, I'm like, like, <laughs> so. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because we had a moment, man. And we had a moment where this, I mean, this this whole COVID thing has been testing the parental, like, kind of, like, capacity. And there was a moment I just was, like, all three of them were just wilding out. So I was like, you know what? Line up over here. We're having a conversation. So I'm talking to each one of them. And I start with the youngest. And, you know, hers is minimal stuff but because she's young. And I send her about her way. Then speaking to Tahani, hey, this, that, and the third. And then I send her on her way. And then I'm talking to Corbin. And I'm like, listen, dude, like, you got to be a leader. Like, you know, like, I'm telling him, you can't be making these decisions. They're following you. This is important. And I'm frustrated. Like, <laughs> I'm so frustrated. But at the same time, I know that it's, like, because it's stuff that he he's doing because it's his sim nature. And then some of it is, like, an evolution of, like, who I am and being imprinted on him. Mm-hmm. And so then I go to him, and I'm just like, I'm like, and he's starting to tear up. And I'm like. Why, why are you crying? And he goes, being a leader is hard. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you're not oh lying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you can just picture him saying <laughs> I'm like, it. I'm like, uh. And I literally stop, and I'm like, all right, okay. Now, tr- let's, let's see if we can't next time maybe pray and ask Jesus to give us help to make different decisions, okay? Okay. All right, bye. 
But in my mind, I'm like, dude, no truer words have ever been spoken by an eight-year-old than him saying oh, being a leader is hard. And, you know, like, I could be 30. You, we're, I'm 35, and I'm like, being a leader is hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But it's uh, cool because he, he heard your words, and he knew what you meant, and he knew. He's like, you're right. I have to rise to this. I should be doing this. And then that was what was – it wasn't like I don't feel like it. It yes. was like – Man, that's hard. Oh, yes. I, have, I have to say no to me. I have to. I have to make it. He, what you were saying was resonating with him. Sure, that. and, I, and I, he walked away, and then it was like a moment between me and God, and God was like, "You want to talk about?" It? And I'm like, "Listen, this is about them. This is not about me. We can talk about me later, Jesus." No, but it was it was a good, it was a cool moment, like um, yeah. having to balance that because I, you know, because I can blow up, and 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 I'm an emotional dude, so I could be like, "What are you doing?" But taking the time to be like, hey, let's have conversation about these things. Like, you can't be doing this. You can't be doing And it's, I mean, they're kids. They're young. So you're, you're, you're going to do, you got to have a lot of those conversations at, at this stage in life as opposed to, like, when they're, like, in their teens or when they're 20s. But if you're in their, tweens, their teens and their 20s and you're having those conversations, <laughs> you got to be like, man, did I miss something? Did I not do something? But, uh, but yeah. Uh, it, I find it really, really hard to to find the balance too uh, it's it's easy to be frustrated with kids um but it's also f- easy to be uh enablers of kids <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i mean so I, I find it really hard to find that balance and one verse that i do keep in mind a lot is um ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 fathers do not exasperate your children yeah instead bring them up in the training and instruction of the lord and that i i've I find that hard because it's so much easier sometimes to be like, listen, I, I can't right now. You go do something else or go entertain yourselves or why'd you do that? Or come on, dude, like do your work or whatever. But it's really hard to think about like, I, w- I want to discipline my kids. I want them to help them to grow, but I don't want to exasperate them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want, I don't want to frustrate them because I don't want them to be resentful of who I am to the point where like now I can't be their father because <laughs> i've become the enemy you know right. yeah. well, that's you know and that's a that's a really hard balance to find you know but on the other hand like like i am called to be like okay guys this is this is what we need to do like please pick up your bowls and mm-hmm. go put them <laughs> in the sink yeah. please. you know you know don't you i know you're running upstairs but on the way <laughs> can you put your stuff in the sink you know but it is being a parent is and that, I mean that's a funny minor stuff, but being a parent is really really hard. Being a dad, I, I feel like, is really really hard too because it's there's cultural expectations of what a dad looks like. Yeah, there's there's a little bit like what we talked about Sunday. Uh, dads are pictured as either being um, ogres or as being completely clueless. Oafs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard to find the balance of, well, I don't want to be either one of those things, right. you know. So it it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of responsibility, a lot of challenge. There. Yeah, and mm. I think that I I don't I mean I know this is like a f- well I'll say this, and I think some of some of the other things that are thrust into that it, I think Pastor Todd's alluding to is like the insecurity sometimes that rise up as a father. Like you know, are you doing are you doing a good job? Are you helping to f- shape and fashion a productive member of society um, or members yeah. if you got more than one kid? But, you know, are you are you doing your very best to make sure that your child is um, you're not you're not raising someone who's going to be like a menace, you know? Um, and so <clears throat> you sometimes are reaching for the cultural benchmarks of fatherhood as opposed to the biblical ones. Mm. And um in doing that, you know, obviously you sacrifice, you sacrifice, if you're sacrificing biblical benchmarks for cultural benchmarks, um, you get what you pay for, you know, in a manner of speaking, you know, and uh, in doing that, what ends up happening is you end up raising someone who will see value, more value in culture than they will in the Lord. And that's not what you want to do. So it's, so thankfully, um, you know, sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit will give you grace and uh, uh, and allow for your child to um, 
exemplify things that you know you never taught them, <laughs> you know, and you're like, man, God is good, <laughs> you know, and uh, like there's, I don't know, just sometimes when that stuff rises to the surface, it's almost like God is saying, listen, I, you know, take my yoke upon you for I am gentle. You know, I am the one who can lead you and guide you in what it means to be a father and how to raise your, your kids um, to honor me if you take on my yoke, right? Mm -hmm. And so, or at least I'm, now I'm speaking, this is my own personal, I guess, conversations with the Lord. And that's sometimes where I have to kind of lean. I'm like, okay, what's the yoke for this scenario? Mm -hmm. it, if that makes sense. You know, if, you know, when my son comes and he's, li and he's lied to me for like the fifth time, what's the yoke? that's appropriate for this situation, you know? Uh, is it to be like, rah, rah, you know? Or is it to be like, okay, listen, this is the fifth time you've done this, right? So there is a consequence. Um, you know, I'm, my grace is, is this particular, in this particular season is that I still love you. You, you being my son does not change, however, um, we're in timeout, you know, like yeah. uh, electronics are shut down for the next however many, you know, days, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes even then there's like this tension of like, don't don't I want to be the heroic dad who lifts the lifts the ban on electronics a day early <laughs> and show how how loving of a father I am, you know, or or do I go through the full five day, you know, mm. <laughs> ban, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the first, and the picture that comes to my mind is, oh, this, uh, the picture that comes to my mind is Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator when he is an absolute tyrant, right? And he tells his, the woman that he's into, uh, like, hey, guess what? Like, I'm not going to kill the man that you love because she doesn't love him. She loves she loves someone else. Yeah. But Joaquin is trying to make her love him. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, he's like, I'm not gonna kill him, and you, you know, and you're gonna love me, and I won't kill your son. Aren't I a merciful king? That's kind of basically <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. his approach to her. And he's like, and he's like yelling at her. He's like, Am I not merciful? Like, yeah. and I'm like, No, like you're you're not merciful. No, you're not. And so like, there are moments I think like, I say all that to say I think there are moments that as a dad. The tension of reaching for cultural benchmarks over biblical benchmarks, you may want to think and say to yourself, look how cool I am. Like, yeah. look how, you know, loving I am. Look how, you know, because I've chosen this cultural benchmark. And in doing so, you might sacrifice biblical benchmarks that are actually more valuable. Yeah, you know, and like, that's the thing. It's more valuable for your child. Yes, like, for yeah. their growth and their yeah. development. It's not like, oh, biblical ones are harder, so you should just do what's exactly. harder. No, no, It's it, this is what's going to set your kid up for success, make them productive, like you said. Or you said yesterday in our conversation, a parent's job is to help your child hear the voice of God, that at, at some level you are listening to God to speak to you for your child, but... Really, I'm trying to set them up to hear yes. from God, and so if like those cultural benchmarks, like you're saying, um, I may be skipping that process. Uh, so some of the biblical ones to discipline my child or something may be tougher in the situation, or I may be wrestling with that. But my goal is for them to hear from God, not um, uh, you know something else. But just just that we're happy in this moment, you right? Know? And I think too. One of the things that convolutes some of that is that in today's in today's society, we want everything like right now. The consumerism, you know, consumer-based society does push on us like this desire to want things rapidly. And kids are an, are a phenomenal reminder that nothing comes rapidly, but everything, or that they both come rapidly, but at the same time, it takes time. It's a process, right? We're growing human beings into you know, full functioning, like God loving, you know, like people loving adults. And that takes, that's a process. You know what I mean? Like it takes yeah. time having to do uh, the hard work and make the right decisions, you know, um, make the right decisions when you're supposed to as a parent. <clears throat> and like you said, it can be tough, but I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how to word, I don't know how to say this, but I'm going to say this like this. And so just give me grace here, but being a parent is such a high honor that you, why wouldn't you want to do 
the hard work mm -hmm. of producing, you know, the greatest, I don't want to say talk about kids as products, but like producing the greatest specimen of a person possible. Like it's such an amazing honor to be a parent. Yeah. We should, as believers especially, like be joyful that mm -hmm. we get to do this hard work um, and that we can do it well with the help of the Holy Spirit. So yeah. That's great. And even I was just thinking even when you're talking about like how we live in a culture where we want things instantaneously, like we all want our kids to love us. Yeah. We want our kids to love us. And sometimes it's it's the instantaneous love comes from, okay, I'll give you what you want or mm -hmm. I'll let you do that. Or I don't want to, I don't want to tell you no, cause then you're going to be mad at me or, 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 and I, I, I just can't deal with that or I can't bear with that. And, um, but I think in the long run, if we, if we really want to see our kids grow in loving, mm -hmm. they need to see that love isn't just about, um, you, you do whatever you want. You know, you know what I mean? Love is about, like I really am looking for what's best for you, and I think about that sometimes as I'm trying to, to to lead Elizabeth and Daniel. I, like I think about it sort of like, who do I want you to be? Yeah. Hmm. And sure, it's funny when you're fresh to me now, <laughs> but is that who I want you to be? Sure. Yeah. It's not who I want you to be. Yeah, it's cute. I could post you all over. <laughs> <laughs> all over Facebook, and yeah. people would be like, "Oh, that's so adorable." Right. Uh, I think about the was it the little kid when he was talking to his mom. Uh, that was a, a big video that went around. He was like, "Listen, listen, listen, oh, Linda." Listen, oh. Linda. <laughs> and I think to myself, like, imagine when he's thirty and he's doing that to mm -hmm. people. You know, that's not what I want my kid to be. Sure. So I have the responsibility of now shaping them as much as I can. Now, when they're little, so that later they'll understand that I did love them. Right. You know, so it's just a, it's a hard, it's a hard balance, hard, hard, hard. And I think if it's easy for you, um, write a book, make some money. I don't know. I don't know if you're doing it right. <laughs> if it's easy for you, <laughs> like, if it's easy for you, I don't know if you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. No. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Well, uh, here, here's the last thing I wanted to ask you guys. Um, you know, well, I want to say this. I just I thought of this again. It's different for me not having kids, but you know, I think maybe just a way to encourage people listening or whoever. But like part of um, maybe in those moments, again, way easier said than done. But in those moments where you're like, yeah, what is the right response that can flow from your own walk with God? You know, if you understand God as your Father and that is the relationship you can continue, then now when you're in these moments all right, God, like, uh, I want to model you the best I can. And I, I get it's not easy if, you know, they just threw paint in their sister's hair. And it's, it's, it's I'm not thinking like that either. I, I know it's more a little Look more at the haircut, Mommy, I gave to say this, but Billy, you know, <laughs> but it comes to our, our, yeah. uh, our relationship with God, you know, that, that's why that's another, you know. Yeah. Like, what do you do when your son kicks your daughter off the top of the couch? <laughs> Mind you, your daughter is not supposed to be standing on top of the couch to begin with. But <laughs> your son decides he wants to be full ninja, <laughs> do a sweeping kick of her at her ankles on while she's standing on top of the couch. And what? there's a mix there of pride. Like, my son the ninja. <laughs> but my son the ninja who just killed a little girl. Oh, the, so here's Raphael. the thing. There's zero, but here's the thing. There's zero pride because mom is staring right across the... <laughs> like she's looking at you because he's like, the one like who like, you no, no 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 you it. saw him do it too you saw him you do she's looking at you because you're the one who's been doing ninja haya kicks and now again he's imitating what he's seen and it almost cost somebody a life so and it could have cost me mine so you know i mean sorry did i just tell him myself i just told i just told him myself it could have cost me mine but all right, well, here, here's the last thing I wanted to ask you guys. Um, <clears throat> you know, we're talking about God as our Father, and uh, we can call him Abba Father. Now, I don't know, maybe you've been preached here before, but I've heard preached, you know, um, that really can translate to, like, Daddy, and that's the point. It's this intimate term, it's this closeness with God. It's beautiful. Um, but, you know, uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Have you ever been to a church, or you've, you've seen that before somewhere where they, they actually say that, like, oh, Daddy, God, or... Uh, I know maybe like two-ish years ago, two, three years ago, it st people started saying Papa all the time. You guys uh, <laughs> have some thoughts on that? I don't know. 
I, I, I have experienced that. Um, when I was at a certain Bible college, Valley Forge, um, the the student missions department leader, because they, they would always have like a president of the missions, whatever, that would be a student and who would help with the missions chapels and all that. Whenever she prayed, she prayed Papa God. Oh, so it wasn't two or three years ago. I started seeing it on Facebook a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, well, this was, and, and, but this was, she was the only one who I heard speak that way. So oh, maybe okay. she was just ahead of her time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, and listen, she was very sincere when she prayed that. It wasn't, mm. it wasn't like, a, uh, like she was trying to be hokey or, or, or whatever, trendy or whatever. But, but she used to pray that, you know, and, sh- and when she prayed, it was a very sincere thing, Papa God. Um, but then, I do hear people talk to, oh, daddy, oh, daddy, you know, God, this is, and sometimes I'm like, mm, that's strange. <laughs> so I think it depends on, on maybe context where your heart's coming from. Uh, I think we absolutely can call him, but I guess maybe, I, I guess maybe the reason why sometimes it feels strange to me is because it's true that he's a close father but then there's also this aspect of, of like uh, I think of the line, the the witch in the wardrobe. When at one point, um, they're talking about Aslan, and and the little kids are asking, they're like, "Oh, well, is he tame?" And the answer is, "Of course, he's not tame. He's a lion." Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Beaver was like, "Girl, yeah. you tripping? He's not a tame, <laughs> he's he's not a a tame lion. lion. He's a whole lion out here." <laughs> yeah. So so, yeah, he's my father, but I also feel like, but he's a father that, um. Like I, I, I need to respectfully fear. I want to be careful using the word fear because right. I don't want no, it to no, be no, like no. Yeah, bad reverence. connotation. Yeah, no. But like, but like, I don't, I don't want to take who he is lightly. Maybe that's what I'm trying. That's to a say. good way. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yes. Is there something wrong with calling God Daddy? No. That no. that's what no. that's what the Bible is saying in that passage. But one, if it's trendy. That's one thing. Yeah. And another thing, like you said, taking it lightly, so maybe person to person. Yeah, and I feel like what the, the, I think the, the thing that's trying to be, or that's being communicated there is intimacy. Intimacy, yeah. yes, yes. I And even in intimacy, I would not want to be so cavalier mm. uh, or so familiar. Another good word. You know, yeah. like with, with God. Like, I'll, I'll say it like this. My dad... He's my father. He's my dad. His name is Eric, but I'm not going to call him Eric. I'm going to call him dad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because there's a level there, right? You know what I mean? Like, there's a level there that if I call him Eric, it's like, what? Like, it seems out of respect, even though I have intimacy with him as my dad. You know what I mean? Like, um, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Like, I wouldn't blur that line. But I think that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that some of the struggle today is when people say daddy God in a corporate setting, you are putting them into the realm of your level of intimacy mm-hmm. in your context and relationship with the Lord, and they may not be there. They may not be at that space. They may not feel comfortable with that. What's universally understood is Father God. Yeah, that's, right? a, that's another good so point. So in that regards, if you in your personal prayer time decide that Daddy God works for you, Papa mm-hmm. God works mm-hmm. for you, so be it. I think, though, it becomes a different thing when you try to bring your personal level of intimacy into the corporate setting and tell everyone, come along with me on this journey. Like sure. everyone's not yeah. there. Context uh, matters. Yeah. And I yeah. think that you should probably refer. And then here's the other thing, just being, uh, just being real. If Jesus says, Hey, here's how we speak to the father, you know, yes. in this corporate setting, I would go with that. Like he says, yeah. when you pray, you know, like pray like this, our father who art in heaven, yes. you know, like, um, I, I, and I'm. Uh, does he also speak to the Abba? Yes, he does. But I think that again, we're talking about levels of intimacy in both private and corporate settings. You gotta, uh, as as some people mm-hmm. would say, you gotta read the room. Yeah. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And to be honest, it would be weird. I I, I think it would be weird if me as a forty five year old man was talking about my dad, and I'm like, yeah, my daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, daddy. <laughs> you even, know, even like, if uh, you may call him that, but to 
say that to other people too. It's still it's a yeah, it's, it's 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 a, it's a little. Again, I think context is a good thing. Like if you're praying personally, man, and and you're just pouring out your heart to him, and in that you're you're having this moment, and you're like, you know, like Daddy God, I need you. You, you know, I I feel like that's different than than publicly being like daddy god you know yeah. it just it has a different i just feel yeah I've, again i think it's levels of intimacy and everyone is different like almost like and maybe this is another maybe this picture doesn't work but maybe it does for some people like if you have people over to your house like you may show them your house you may show them your your kitchen you may show them your living room you may show them the bathroom you may show them you know family dining rooms you may not show them your bedroom and the mm-hmm. reason for that is because that's a little bit of a different level of intimacy. You might mm-hmm. say, hey, I'll show you these spaces, but this is my bedroom. Like, I don't know if I want to let you see my bedroom. Like, I just, yeah. I'm not comfortable with mm-hmm. that. Like, and so that in my mind kind of is a similar, like just levels of intimacy, like of in, res- in regards to that particular kind of like title for Jesus, for God. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, those are some really great thoughts, guys. I'm glad. Uh, I asked you that. I think that's some great stuff. And actually, I just figured I'll read the verse where it says it um, in Romans 8, verse 15, starting verse 15. <clears throat> For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit to himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. So, um, a really cool passage of scripture. Mm-hmm. Great way to close. So, All right, everybody. Well, hey, if you've been listening, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, glad that you're with us, and we'll see you next time on the podcast.